Hi, my name is uh, Bruce McDonald. I'm the director of Dreamland, also the director of uh, Hellions, Creeped Out, and uh, Pontypool. You are listening to the Horror Squad podcast. Pod podcast tonight we're talking about 2020's antebellum which is currently streaming online so check it out uh let's see i'm todd we have joe sam and steve as always and um i don't have a lot going on i'm just decorating the the new room down here hanging posters and stuff what about you guys i'm jealous that looks good too thank you i haven't seen it todd uh, well, you need to look back in the chat then. Sam never looks in the group chat. Like <laughs> she she's, I'm always like, she's always like, ask me a question. I'm like, we literally just, we're talking about it in the group chat. And she's like, I don't even look at that. Well, because you like, guys just want to talk about boring stuff, whereas I want to know what you guys are eating, what's for lunch, what snacks did you take to work, and no one ever answers me. Yeah. Okay, whatever. I've never heard you <laughs> ask that. But. <laughs> yeah, seriously? <laughs> Well, there's one. Look in the chat. Yeah. I'll look. <laughs> I'm gonna go if it, if it please, if it pleases you. I mean, I don't want to pressure you into paying attention to my friendship. Hot, I will. But... Oh. <laughs> well, it's officially spooky season. Happy mm-hmm. fall, y'all. Uh, yeah, I did decorate my my lawn. That was that was that. That was fun. What'd you What'd you do? Yeah, are there pictures in the chat about that? There are not. I did a little mini graveyard. Um, when I moved, I threw a bunch of stuff away that was, like, you know, falling apart. So I don't have that much stuff. But the neighbor across the street, like, made his own coffins and everything. Oh. And they look pretty badass. So he's currently winning Halloween so far. Oh, shit. Yeah. Is this going to be, like, a home improvement for Christmas where you guys are going to have, like, a rivalry? <laughs> I should, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. Are you going to decorate the house? Are you going to, like, go? I know you go all out, Steve. Are you going to do that this year, or is it too late? Well, it's not too late. I, I only do it the day of. I don't decorate at all. Uh, oh, okay. Before, uh, outside well, I don't anywhere. Like, you in one day? Yeah, I do it all in one day. Take uh-huh. it up and down all in one day. Uh-huh. It's, uh, you know, I, I live in the mean streets of Canada, Joe. Uh, <laughs> you, you can't put this stuff out there anytime earlier. Oh. Um, no, it's just because a lot of my stuff is animatronic and stuff like that, so... I just don't want to leave it outside with the weather. Like here, it could snow, it can rain, God knows what damage, you know, stuff will have. So I do it all in one day. I, I decorate inside before, but no one really sees it. It's for me, you know. Right. You going to yeah. dress up and scare the kitties? Uh, not this year. Uh, our theme this year is Hocus Pocus. So, oh, uh, yeah, so I'm going to be Billy Butcherson. Um, I don't think people, I don't even know if there will be a... Halloween this year, our our COVID cases are going really bad right now. So, uh, yeah, I think yeah, the world. Gonna... I know the CDC just came out and said like they were recommending no one do trick or treating this year. Really? Yeah. You figured it'd be like yesterday. You you figured it'd be like the perfect holiday. You have a mask fake on. News. Fake news? Yeah. That oh, is that a fake meme going around? Oh, well, I, I think you so. think it is. I, I, don't, I think it's true, but I don't know. It definitely is because I saw it on like um, a legit news site that this they were recommending. No and news. the news never lies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's on uh, the Internet. It must be true. 
We'll see. I, I agree, though. If, like, the kids are out, like, you're outside, like, it's no different than going to, like, a supermarket or something like that. So, it's like I don't It's safer than yeah. a supermarket. So, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Our town hasn't officially made a stance on it yet, so. I don't think anyone has. Your... It's too early. Yeah. yeah. You guys canceled your, well, not you guys, but your uh, city canceled their Salem event, right? They canceled, like, yeah, pretty much everything. Uh, well, all the big events, but, I mean, all the small businesses are still going to be open. All the museums are still open. So you can still come down and have a, a fine enough time. But, yeah, the Halloween parade and, like, a lot of the uh, big events they do in October, like the, they have a big outdoor market that got canceled and stuff. So it'll be definitely a different Halloween in Salem this year. But uh, we'll keep you guys updated for sure because I know Sam and I are definitely going to go out and check out and see what it's going to be like. So. I'm not going to update anyone on anything. Wow. Live your own Halloween. Dang. <laughs> Rude. Okay. <laughs> You're supposed to be the nice one in the group, Sam. Well, I just meant I want to be too busy having a grand old having time celebrating Halloween. Trying to not let Joe get super drunk. Yep. <laughs> yep. Hey, you know, those pumpkin beers are delicious this time of the year. What can I say? Yeah. We had, um, we like cleaned up a little bit because I've been buying too much Halloween stuff. It's just all accumulated in the living room, um, all over the floor, but I kind of cleaned it up and then we turned on like our Halloween lights and we had pumpkin beers this past weekend. Mm-hmm. It was mm. fun until I got sick, but. Yeah. Someone <laughs> else got a little too drunk. And... I didn't get drunk. I just got sick. Yeah, oh, okay. All right. Put those shots of vodka into your pumpkin beers. I'm sure it had nothing to do with it. I wasn't, I wasn't drunk. I just got sick. Yeah. But yeah, that was a fun. We had a fun little spooky night, and and we and that's when we watched Antebellum. So, yeah. Don't be trying to call me out. You're the drunk guy. <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah. Don't be trying to shame me. I ain't shaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you guys hear about the big anniversary that uh, is happening tomorrow from the day we're releasing this episode? No. No, First you time me and Joe fell in love? Oh, oh. No, not that one. <laughs> no, that, 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 that's an old anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually uh, the one-year anniversary since we became the Horror Squad podcast. Oh, that's right. Oh, I yeah. thought you were going to do something special, Joe. Wow, well, with me. Why is this on me? He dropped the ball. Well, yeah, he, he bought a mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Thing. We're trying to Moving improve on our up. sound quality here. So it doesn't seem like it's been a year. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's only it's only been a year for the name change. We we've actually been recording well, before that. Sure. But uh, Has yeah. It? Uh, mm-hmm. What have I been doing? With my life? I just know our first episode, the name change, I believe, was it chapter two. That, that's correct. Yes, I believe, yeah. I believe was episode ninety, and here we are at episode one forty one. So what's that? We've officially done sixty-one episodes together. Is that is my math right? I'm not. I've never been good. With math. <laughs> uh, or yeah, fifty-one uh, 50, episodes. Fifty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> which makes sense because we only missed one week in that year. So which was yes. two weeks ago. <laughs> do you want to tell them about the past sure. episodes? About the past. What do you mean? Oh yeah. The uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, well, you Joe, you want to? 
Let's sure. Yeah. Um, we removed just, I, I got a few messages about it, but we're just letting everyone know we removed all of our back episodes from the uh, old show. Um, so I know some people were asking for those, but uh, we just decided, um, you know, just to, since we're a completely new, sh- new show now, we just wanted to, um, we didn't want to confuse any new listeners with like, you know, the different type of tone we had on that old show and stuff like that. So just to avoid confusion stuff, we just decided to remove that all those back episodes. So yeah, I think it starts now at episode like 77 or something like that. And uh, moves on from there. Um, we did, unfortunately, did lose some good interviews there. But um, our great editor, Steve, I believe is going to um, edit some of those interviews for us. Um, so when they will return somehow, some way, we got to figure that out. But we'll let you guys know. Yeah, that's right. And something that we're planning to do for next week, because this week we really want to do Antebellum since it's a really uh, like important movie. It's probably the last like theater movie that we're going to see this year as far as horror goes, because everything else got pushed to 2021. But next week, we're going to let uh, you guys decide what we review. So we'll figure out the details and post it on our social media probably this weekend. But it's going to be up to the listeners to pick what we review next week. So it could be something that you guys feel we should review that's old, new, something bad, something good. So we're putting it totally in your hands and we'll let you know the details on social media. Yeah, no, yeah, no poll or nothing. Just, just throw out a movie and we'll kind of just, I guess, decide based on that. Is that what we're going to do? Yeah, well, we'll, we'll figure it out how we're going to pick, but yeah. uh, maybe one that speaks to us. The only thing we won't consider is something we've done before. So other yeah. than that, uh, totally free game. Just, you know, anything you think that we can, you want us to review, uh, we'll, we'll think about it. I wish there was another Blair Witch movie to do, but... Well, there, there is, but we're doing it at episode 200, so... Uh, oh, <laughs> <right>. okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so you guys want to get to some questions? Let's sure. do it. All right, so you can ask us those questions uh, on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast or on email, Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, first series of questions comes to us from Mandy. Uh, of course, recommend a movie with the letter P. P. Pieces. Really Man- I feel like we really let Mandy down last week, so I'm going to see if we can improve this week. Did we? What do you mean? I thought we gave a few suggestions. I mean, a couple, but we weren't. It wasn't, we, there weren't many good ones from what I remember. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait till next week when we have Q. So. I know, right? Or <laughs> X. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, P? so P, yeah, I wrote down a few for P, uh, just the ones that came on the top of my head. Uh, Poltergeist being a classic. Oh, yeah. Uh, Psycho, Predator, you know, those are kind of the obvious ones. Um, two of them that or at least one of them, that I mentioned during the Decade episode for 2000 to 2009, uh, which I think people should really check out. And it's a little more in the sci-fi, but it's also very horror. It's Pitch Black, uh, starring Vin Diesel. Uh, it's a great fucking film. And I, I'm telling you, especially Pitch Black, uh, the rest of the series are really more sci-fi, but this one has some serious horror elements, and it's really badass. So, highly recommend it. I heard, uh, I heard Todd just say Pieces, I believe. Yeah, Pieces is great. It's a trip. It it's great. We actually reviewed it on a, a long time ago on the show. Yeah, and, and everyone's seen Psycho Part 1, but have you seen part, Psycho Part 2 and 3? I have not. I, have. I I love them. 
I highly recommend them. They're more yeah. like, yeah, Norman Bates is back and he's reformed, or is he? Mm. So it's pretty good, yeah. And um, I think The Purge 2 is pretty damn good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Improvement over the first, for sure. Yeah, and then they go downhill from there. Yeah. But um, <laughs> let's see. I have one. Do it. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. Maybe we can review it this Christmas, actually. Yeah, we can. I don't know if you've done it before in the past. No. Um, PT. Can I guess? Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah, one. You can guess. <laughs> yeah, I was going to guess that, yes. Yeah. I love that movie so much. Girl's a babe. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun, fun fact, they don't have a Blu-ray of that. They have a HD DVD, though, which I can't, obviously can't play because I can't, don't have an HD DVD player. But, yeah. Mm. On it, Todd. I'm gonna recommend one that Todd and Steve weren't big fans of, but I was a big fan of it. Um, when we did our Stuart Gordon retrospective, The Pit and the Pendulum, starring yeah. Lance Henriksen, I really yes. enjoyed that one. Uh, I don't know why, I just found it uh, super entertaining. So I will throw that one out there. All right, what about uh, People Under the Stairs? Yeah, that's that's a classic. Uh, yeah, it's a good yeah. one. I haven't seen that one in forever, honestly. That's one I'd like to revisit. Yeah. And if you uh, want to go maybe a little bit more sci-fi, you can always watch uh, Prometheus, which is the prequel mm-hmm. to Aliens, which gets a lot of hate, but I actually enjoy it a lot. I agree. I'm with good. you on that yeah. one. Yeah. I'm definitely with you on that one. Uh, the Paranormal yeah. Activity franchise, of course, which I actually yeah. really like the first three movies in that franchise. Yeah, they're pretty good. It's, I, to, I didn't like the third, I think, but I like the fourth or something like that. I'd have to rewatch them to confirm, but definitely the first two were good. Mm-hmm. I think I've only seen one and two. I think I stopped after that, but I think I need to buy like a collection or something. I'm sure they have it. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I haven't. I've seen them all besides the last one they released, which was the Ghost Dimension, I believe. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't hear great things about it, so I decided not to right. watch it. Uh, a great uh, their spinoff was great though the marked ones um, yeah that was a great one yeah uh how do you guys feel about planet terror i like uh, I, I liked it i did. I, I did not i i did i didn't i didn't like um the other half there um death proof did death proof as much but i i dug planet terror my only issue with it is they cut out a good portion of the film like as a joke and I wish we had seen, there was like a cut of the whole film, but anyway, yeah, it was entertaining. Yeah. Don't forget about Puppet Master, all oh, 15, yeah. 15, 16 or whatever the hell yeah. they are. Yeah. I'm still bummed. I was doing um, like a watch through of all of them and they took it off Tubi like when I got to the uh, one. So uh, I got, so I can't watch it anymore anymore. Actually, you can get the collection, Steve, for like really cheap. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to do that for sure. Because I do actually, want to go through them. Yeah, I stopped at part two, and I just I need to redo it. But actually, um, uh, Full Moon just announced that they're doing the new Toulon pack. Oh, cool! It launches I think October first for three hundred bucks. It's made of wood. It's like a bit. It's like a suitcase, and it has all the all the things on blue and like a bunch of little collectibles. Okay. So, did you yeah. see they released? I had no idea they did this. They just released a special edition of Taurus Trap. Which, yes. Have you seen that? Because that movie is so underrated. Do you pay attention to the show, Joe? I'm gonna no. kill him. When it, I'm gonna kill Why, him one of these days. Did you talk about it recently? 
Uh, we talked about it a couple times, yeah. Yeah, we've talked about it. And I know we talked about it in the past. Well, they released a uh, special edition with like a little figure. Yeah. And it looks really, really cool. I've already said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't say that far. <laughs> their their little figures are like super super little though. I don't know if you've yeah, seen the blade are. one. I have I have the blade one. Yeah, it's like it's like two inches. Yeah, exactly. Still fun. Yeah, I got the laser blast figure too, but I got that to my son because it looks like a little alien. But, yeah. I still gotta get me. I still gotta get the Castle Freak figure that they did. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That one's cool. That one's pretty cheap online, actually. Yeah, they go for like twenty, thirty bucks. Yeah. All right, so I think that's a pretty good. Uh, what it, it made up list. for what we did last week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Her next question is: What's a shot from a film that will haunt you forever? Oh, I have one um, from it's the remake because it's what I saw first. But uh, the hills have eyes where that guy is like sucking that woman's breast oh, yeah, when she was breastfeeding her <laughs> baby. That yeah. like made me want to throw up. That whole scene is like super it's like gnarly. disturbing. Yeah, yeah. it's bad. It's a, that's a, there's like a brutal rape in there too and stuff. Yeah, that, I remember seeing that in theaters and I was like, oh shit, this is brutal. Yeah, I saw that one in theaters too. Mm-hmm. It's a good, good remake, though. It is. I think it. I think it's better than the original. Yeah, I, I would agree. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, I think it's one of the rare ones where if you didn't have the original, you can still have the remake because that's pretty standard kind of plot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mutants in the desert. Um, scene that haunts me, man, is from Jaws because that movie's haunted me my entire life, and it's the scene where. The boys are in their in their little canoe thing, and it flips over. The guy that's over there is like, "Hey, well, you guys need help," and he gets hit in the water too. And then it pans to a shot, like a, a bird's eye view shot of Jaws with his mouth sideways, closing in on the fucking guy, and it cuts to his leg falling in the water. It's so effective, and it's freaky, fucking freaky, man. It's funny. I actually posed this question in my horror group like sometime last week. Uh, Joe Sal Sahar cheap plug uh but uh <laughs> real cheap <laughs> but uh in uh my my answer because uh, i know there's some listeners that are in the group as well uh, my answer was uh zelda in pet cemetery where uh she like she's just like laying down and all of a sudden she just like gets out like up out of bed like really quickly and just like i don't know it's like so disturbing and i remember i had very vivid nightmares as a child like about her so just Zelda in general always will uh, haunt me. Yeah, that was spooky. Um, for me, as a kid anyway, uh, the two that got me really is uh, in Savini's Night of the Living Dead. Uh, I think I told the story in the past where uh, at the beginning of the film, uh, when they're visiting their mother's grave, there's a picture of her on her tombstone. And there's a part later in the film when the zombies are starting to come to the house where there's a shot of an old lady that kind of is like far away from the farmhouse and she kind of stares at the camera and then turns towards the farmhouse. And as a kid, I thought that was the mom. And that, for some reason, just absolutely fucking scared me to death. Uh, It turns out it wasn't. The reason they did that shot is because that was the person who owned the house that they filmed at. Um, But she looked so much like the mom that that, I don't know, that just scared me because my grandparents' house was near a cemetery and I just had visions of that happening from that. You know, it's it's just like a whole thing. So that scared me. 
And a very, you know, iconic scene that really scared me as a kid is the Shining twi- uh, the Grady twins in The Shining. Mm. Um, as a kid, that just... It's funny, because you would think, as a kid, the old lady in the bath would freak you out more. But it's really the Grady twins that fucking freaked me out. I guess maybe because I was more afraid of ghosts and, like, you know, creepy zombie <laughs> witches. But, uh, yeah, those two really stuck with me when I was a kid. I got a couple more, then. Um, that affected me when I was a kid. Uh, the first scene with Pennywise in the sewer. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I mean, I would walk by, I still walk by sewers and have it in the back of my mind. Hey, fucking Pennywise is down there. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you're a kid, man. That's just fucking terrifying. I think Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought about that too, but like <laughs> the turtles didn't rip a kid's arm off. <laughs> yeah. And then um, the uh, the Exorcist actually, like when she's, um, like, what is it, freaking, when she's, like, floating, whatever you call it, above the bed. Um, that one always stuck in my mind. Yeah. yeah. Any Anything from more recent films from any of you that freaked you out? You know, honestly, um, The Conjuring, that, um, when they're doing the uh, exorcism scene, like, downstairs, and she has, like, the uh, blanket over mm-hmm. her, and you see, like, the blood, that, like, that whole scene in general, like, that's the last movie I can think of that like creeped me out seeing it. Yeah, any Sam? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I've said this before, but the uh, Poughkeepsie tapes. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's a scene there that was kind of haunt- haunting to me. Um, I'm fucked up. Yeah, it is. Can't forget Insidious, the red face. Oh yeah. Oh gosh, red. yeah. Still gets me. <laughs> that's a great scene. That's like a, that's just a fantastic jump scare. Mm-hmm. Behind him, yeah. See, it, it's funny for me. Uh, is also an insidious, but it's not that. It's the first ghost you see, which is at the crib, where the yes. room is kind of lit red, and there's like someone standing right by mm-hmm. the crib behind like a veil. Uh, I, I don't know. There's something about that scene that really made me uncomfortable, and yes. I, I I love that feeling as an adult because I don't get it often. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was freaky. The one scare that got me in uh, Insidious the most was where the guy was walking back and forth outside, and then all of a sudden he's in the room. Right. I definitely jumped. <laughs> you know, from Insidious, there's a couple things. That the little boy ghost, um, it's just something, I guess the music adds a lot to it. Yeah. There's something I, about it, that. Yeah, fucking creepy guy. And then the, one of the scary scenes is when Lin Shay is describing to specs what she sees on the on the ceiling like yeah. you don't see anything but her description her reaction is just like it's fucking like less is more in that scene you know definitely but um from the conjuring too or the the first conjuring um when like the thing is on the wardrobe when we see him that one oh, that yeah. part gets me yeah that's those man those moves are good yeah yeah for sure uh, all right and her is this her last question yes her last question is Happy Fall Squad. Uh, other than Halloween, what is your favorite thing about fall? Oh, damn. Take us away. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. Um, I really like different clothes that I can wear in fall. Like, that's my favorite time to shop. I hate fashion in spring. I hate fashion in summer. I just hate it. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited about wearing fall clothes. Like sweaters. Sweater weather. Yeah. Just the leaves, I don't know, and like the air smells and feels, yeah, like 
crisper for some reason. Um, just all the fall foliage is really beautiful. I like that it gets darker earlier. Um, yeah. Is there a fall food? Um, I guess chili. Ch Ooh, beans or no beans? Beans. Oh no, you gotta go no beans. No way. We have no chili. beans. <laughs> I go beans too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just meat sauce, Todd. Yeah, yeah I know. Meat. And <laughs> get a little spice, maybe a little cheese, I'm, onion. I'm with you, Todd. I'm no beef. Yes. So. <laughs> My Canadian brother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Samuel had great answers there. Um, I'll add uh, haunts, obviously. Haunts mm. are like really, really fun around this time of the year. Um, which actually we're going to attend a couple cause they are doing a couple around here this year that didn't get canceled. So that should be interesting. We'll have to update you guys on how that is with, you know, post COVID stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, like pumpkin patches, obviously me and Sam go to the, we haven't been yet this year, but we go to the pumpkin patch and get ourselves a, a pumpkin and just not uh, pumpkin flavored stuff in general. Yeah. Um, definitely you know, into that and pumpkin beers. So, yeah. And like Sam said, the, the cool fall weather is just nice. I love hoodies. Hoodies are like my favorite thing ever. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree with the weather. Love the cold. I know, Steve, it gets crazy in Canada. Um, I love, there's this little farm over here called Farm Haven that does a Halloween thing. They have like a um, tractor, hay bale ride where you feed their cows. Um, they got, a couple different uh, corn mazes, which are really fun, and pumpkin patch and things like that. So I love doing that. Um, and then just like commercials, man, and like even like the NFL, like will add like bats and you know spider webs and shit to their graphics. Yeah. I just like seeing all that stuff. Yeah, uh, for me, it's like it's I, I really like seeing the the leaves change colors. Um, when I drove to Salem last year, it was like at the perfect weekend because it was super nice out when I drove down and. Going through the mountains of New Hampshire and Vermont uh, was just so fucking crazy. Just so nice to look at. And, and it just made the drive so much better. And I just love those colors. They're so vivid and everything. And I'm actually excited because uh, on the street I lived on you know, a few weeks ago, there were no trees at all, practically, because it was a new development. And here there are like mature trees. And it's so fucking nice. Uh, I can't wait to see it change colors. It's just just started right, right now, but hasn't really gotten to its full kind of color glory. And like a little bit on the same lines as you, Todd, uh, just these little changes that uh, certain brands make during this time of year, uh, like candy, for example, or uh, chocolate, uh, you know, Kit Kat bars and co coffee crisp and everything, and the arrow, they, they all do like their own special you know, coffin crisp and Kit Kats with like cats on them. It's just, it's just those little touches that just make you feel more at home. And I guess as all horror, like Halloween fans to see like our passion kind of being put everywhere. It's just really exciting. So that's what I love about fall. Yeah. And it's a fact that <laughs> orange Oreos are better than white Oreos. <laughs> are they? And they're actually fact. trying them. Scientific fact. fact. Yep. Proven. <laughs> I'll have to try it this year. Yep. Uh, all right. Thank you, Mandy, for the questions. We move on to Weezer Face. Uh, she says, what song would you like to see used in a horror movie? I'd like to hear Rev 2220 by Pussifier in a religious horror. Oh. 
not familiar with the song, but all right, all right. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't really have anything. I, I'm, I'm not musical myself, but I really enjoy where you when when you have classical music in horror movies. Like that's probably why I like the Perfection so much because it has that stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Anytime you have like violin violin usage or piano things like that, yeah. it just it adds a little flavor to it, you know. Mm-hmm. I like I really like the like old timey music in uh, horror movies, like uh, like the Tiny Tim stuff in Insidious, and I loved um, in the Strangers that like song they played in uh, the Strangers, like the real like the clips of the heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, not the the first Strangers movie, like that. You know that like really uh, old timey song they played there, like with the. It's like this oh, when they're driving around. Um, I no, remember that like, one. Then, I guess. She's not in the yeah, house. She's yeah. in the house. Yeah, and like it comes on on her, her the record player or something. It's it's mm. really creepy though. So uh, yeah, I do something like that, like something like old, like a nineteen thirties, nineteen forties, like style music or something. I think that's like really cool because it's already kind of creepy in its own right. <laughs> um, Joe, do you ever uh, play a game called Bioshock? I haven't. No. Oh, it, it's one of my favorite. It's probably my second favorite game of all time. It's a horror game where that takes place in an underwater kind of city. And rapture. It, yeah, and Rapture, and it's stuck in the 1940s. So you have all that music nice. put against the horror. Oh man, you would love that game. It's like it's like the perfect meld of the two. So yeah, I could it's definitely see that. Like, it's kind of like the soundtrack from The Shining. Yeah, like exactly. in that world. Yeah. Which one do you like the best? One, two, or three? One. One. Yeah, There's just one, something three. about going to Rapture for the first time that was exciting. Yeah. Um, Sam, what about you? I already answered Steve. Did you? I agree. Did you? <laughs> with Joe. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, uh, all right. As for me, uh, have you guys ever heard of a band called Him, His Infernal Majesty? Yes. Okay. So I, I, I don't recall ever seeing their music in a horror film. Maybe someone can point me to one. Uh, I'm not sure. But seeing songs like Solitary Man or Right Here in My Arms or The Funeral Parts, I think would be really cool. Uh, Him's kind of like a gothic uh, rock ish band. Uh, yeah, I, I just really love them, so that'd be one I, I would see being in a cool like vampire movie or something. Yeah, kind of like Ghost too. Ghost would mm-hmm. be cool in a horror movie. Yep, absolutely. Um, so we only have one more question, but it's related to Antebellum, so I'm going to ask it a little bit later. But thank you everyone for asking us the questions. We cannot do this without you. And now we're going to go to an excellent zombie ad from Deadly Grounds Coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. What watched? Sam? Sam? Anything? Uh, did I watch Son anything? of a... <laughs> you can talk about um, the first episode of a new show we started, if you, if you want. I was, 
I was going to use it, but you can oh, use it instead. It's not exactly horror, but it has, I guess, the tones. Oh, I guess. Ratchet? Yes. Alrighty. So we watched the first episode of Ratchet because Joe was hearing a lot of good things about it. And I didn't realize it had, I just knew it had Sarah Paulson in it. Uh, I didn't know that. Did Ryan Murphy direct it or just other people involved with American Horror Story? Ryan Murphy created it. I'm not sure if he's directing okay. I know he's created it, and he's, like, producing it and all that. And yeah. He, yeah. Um, so we watched the first episode, and I didn't realize, uh, what's his name? Finn Lockhart? Hart Lock? I could be wrong. Was in it. So. Yes, thank you. No, not Finn Lockhart. Oh, no. I thought, I just heard the last name. He was in American no. Horror Story. He was in a couple seasons of American yeah. Horror Story. He was in Freak Show and maybe Hotel. You didn't even know, Joe. Stop acting no, like No, but you. I knew he was from American Horror Story. Um, anyways, so we watched it, and I'll give it another, I'll watch episode two just to see, but. You weren't impressed. I don't, well, Joe didn't know what was going on. I was like, she's doing this, and I said, she's doing that, and he's like, well, what's this? And I said, well, it's that. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I thought it was pretty, I thought it was pretty good first episode yeah I, I mean it's very similar it had like as to american horror story i just feel like ryan murphy's his like style is almost exactly the same it's on like everything. everything however i will say this show the cinematography and the costume designs were amazing um mm-hmm. so kudos to that um, but yeah, I mean, definitely kept me interested enough for the first episode for me to tune into a second episode. And you know, it was like one really gruesome death scene too. That was even Sam like, was like oh my God, in the beginning where you're smashing that guy's head off the toilet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty gnarly. Yeah. So. so yeah, pretty cool. And, uh, for those that don't know, it's about nurse ratchet who, um, if you've ever seen one flew over the cuckoo's nest, of course, she's the famous evil nurse in that one. This is like her backstory. Um, it takes place in the 1940s like 20 years before one flu takes place either of you guys check it out yet and it's and it's horror um it's like in the realm of horror i wouldn't say it's exactly horror but well i mean it has some tones for sure but i wouldn't call it horror no Mm. but it's more horror i think she's the bad guy it's more horror than some other things i've seen recently I don't think he's a bad guy. She's a bad guy in that cuckoo's You don't think movies. she's a bad guy? Sam was kind of saying that too, actually, when she saw it. When we uh, watched it. I mean, Jack's trying to fuck over the system. Jack Nicholson. And then he's corrupting his, the other dudes that are actually legit there to get help. Mm-hmm. He's getting hookers and stuff. and He's just a little prick. Yeah, but she does conv- basically convince... Uh, what's his name? Billy? To like uh-huh. kill himself, pretty much. Yeah, tomato, tomato. I mean, <laughs> I think she probably. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that part. Retired a few years earlier. Yeah. Wanted to. You get. Oh, is down. that because? Sorry, is that when he has sex with the girl and she? Yeah, belittles she him? feel like really bad uh, about whatever, and then he ends uh, up killing. Gotcha. I don't. I don't remember that part. Damn, there's Ratchet. Yeah, she actually did a con years a few years back, and I I kind of regret not being there now. Why don't you take it away, Joe? 
All right, I can start. I can go next, I suppose. Um, so I have uh, a couple of more uh, stories tonight from 50 uh, States of Fright, which is the uh, series I was talking about last week that is on Quibi. Uh, for those of you who don't have Quibi, I don't know if I would recommend paying for it, but it is uh, a two-week uh, free trial. So I think, and honestly, uh, season two of 50 States of Fright is about to start in October. So this might be the perfect time to get that free trial. So now you can watch the uh, catch up and watch both seasons of this show because I got to say, the first season was great. Um, all right. So uh, the first story I have tonight was called Scared Stiff. And this one takes place in the great state of Oregon. Uh, this one stars. Um, what's his face? Uh, James Ransom. Is that his name? He plays, uh, adult Eddie Kasbrack in the new It, uh, in It Chapter 2. He also plays Deputy So-and-so in Insidious. Yeah, he's, so he stars in this one, um, and it is so cool. Um, it is a, this is a great creature feature story about a guy who, uh, so James Ransom, he plays, uh, a taxi uh taxidermist is that it is that the ones who like stuff animals that die and stuff mm-hmm. yeah so he plays yeah. a taxi he plays like this taxidermist and uh he gets a knock on his door late at night and this guy's like man i just hit something he's like i have no idea what it is and uh basically what we come to find out is it's a baby baby yeti baby sasquatch whatever bigfoot whatever you want to call it and uh Mama's mama comes looking for him, and I'll leave it at that. Um, it and like I said, it is an awesome creature feature. The creature looks, the Bigfoot looks awesome in this one. Um, I think it's probably my favorite story um, out of the ones I've watched so far. Um, just really, really cool, and it's really quick. Like I said, all of these are really quick. They're between fifteen minutes to a half hour long. Um, so nice, easy stories, but this one was really, really awesome. So if you're going to watch any of them, I would recommend checking uh, this one out, Scared Stiff. All right. Uh, my first one is one that was recommended by Todd. Uh, it's from 1975, and that is uh, The Living Dead at Manchester Morgue, uh, which is also known as Let Sleeping Corpses Lie. Um, and I had to rent this one on YouTube because it wasn't available on any of the services here. So this one is about two people who meet after a fender bender at a gas station. And um, basically a girl hits a guy's uh, motorcycle and he can't drive away with it because it's broken. So the gas attendant uh, uh, decides to fix it. And then he's kind of stuck for a couple days and she agrees to drive him somewhere where he needs to be but then suddenly makes him drive her somewhere, and it's this whole convoluted thing. But anyway, they're thrust into a zombie apocalypse without knowing it that's caused by machines that are designed to control insects through insecticides. And uh, yeah, it's basically a zombie film from there with cops chasing them because of murder and everything. Um, the movie's a bit slow uh, at, at the start. Like, it takes a lot of time to get going. Uh, there's a lot of scenes of those two characters kind of just going around different places, but once the zombies finally start getting into the story and start attacking, it's a way better film. Uh, the gore is pretty good. 
Uh, the zombies are a little more self-aware in this film than you'd normally be used to in like, you know, Romero's films or things like that. But they're still kind of mindless at the same time. Uh, I, I do like the way that the zombies look in this film. I thought it was really cool. Uh, my one issue with it is the ending. Uh, the ending is really brutal. So if you're if you care about the characters in this film, uh, you might find it a little uh, shocking. But there's this kind of like twist ending to it at the end that really makes no sense. Uh, I get what they were going for, but I think uh, they did a poor job because it just doesn't make sense with the story at all. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, even though it's, you know, like super old. It's like 45 years old. But uh, I do recommend you guys check it out if you can uh, somewhere. So it's called The Living Dead at Manchester Morgue or Let the Sleeping Corpses Lie. Yeah, I'll just add a little bit to it. Yeah, I agree with you, hundred um, percent. Slow at the beginning, but pays off at the end. But that final, I I really like how they treat the characters at the end. Although it's pretty brutal, but I right. appreciate that kind of mm-hmm. like Night of Living Dead status. Right. Um, but yeah, that final scene makes no sense whatsoever because there's no way that character could have ended up where he did. Like absolutely none. So I was like, all right, whatever. Um, it's, but it's, I get, it's almost like, like that was a like a producer, like a studio, like we want something good at the end. So yeah. it's this, but and it really doesn't make sense with the story at all. It's just no. it was stupid and kind of, but whatever. How I mean, the, the rest whole, of the hour and a half is great. So. Yeah, the logistics alone of him right. being there, as yeah. in his current, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. But um, also, I, I I found it pretty cringy too at the beginning where she doesn't really agree to take him anywhere, less like he forces her to right. take the places. He's like, yeah. I'm driving, bitch. Like, right. geez. <laughs> but uh, it's a product of its time, so early 70s cinema, I mean, didn't really pay attention to, you know, All right. equality <laughs> and things like that. Um, but yeah, I like it a lot as well. Uh, okay, so mine... Are, so I, I think I brought this up last time, guys, but am I clear to talk about Train to Busan 2 as a what watched? Or are we going to cover it? I mean, I think we'll cover it eventually, but we really don't know when it's going to be available mm. fully. Just don't um, spoil it too much. It's, yeah. I will forget. Uh, okay. Well, I watched Train to Bazan 2, a.k.a. Peninsula, and whatever magic they had from the original movie was completely lost in this one. Um, there are sequences that rival The Fast and the Furious where they're driving around korea doing crazy ass 360s and mowing zombies down with absolutely no damage to the car things like that it, it the, the story did not make any sense it was about a group of thugs that go to korea to the the close i mean korea is shut down at this point they contain the virus and a group of um mafia guys or whatever you want to call them decide to go back there and rob it so they send back koreans that can like navigate the streets better um and that's why they're there but it makes no it, the the plot really makes no sense. It's full of just it's like he wanted it's like a Resident Evil cross with uh, Fast and the Furious, and it it was just a sham and completely like it was just terrible to be honest with you. One of my worst films of the year to be honest. Wow. Um, yeah, it's just I mean obviously um, movies like uh, the one we the one we everyone hates from freaking Charles Band. Um, damn, what's it called? Corona, Zom- Corona Zombies. Corona Zombies. Yeah, obviously that movie is is the worst movie, but this one, in the sense of just like a gigantic letdown from a, like a 
like a great first film, it's just it's terrible. So I'm eager to see what you guys think. I think you'll mirror what I said, but yeah, absolutely, just garbage. Wow, what a big disappointment. Huge. Sounds like I'm definitely and... intrigued to still see it, but that's uh, it's definitely uh disheartening to hear. Uh, all right, my next one uh, is another 50 States of Fright uh, story. And this one we head to Sam's home state of Kansas. Uh, and, and this one is about a mother and daughter who go to visit the world's largest ball of twine, which I assume, Sam, is a real thing in Kansas? Yep. It is. All right. All right. Well, uh, when they visit this uh, ball of twine, uh, the daughter goes in alone while the mom is talking to some of the townsfolk outside. It is a very small town uh, type feel. And while in there, the daughter is uh, absorbed by this ball of twine. A bunch of hands come out and basically steal her. Um, and from there, we find out that the whole town is basically, uh, basically like run by this ball of twine um so much so that like some of the townspeople like their innards and stuff like that are like twine and stuff uh really really bizarre tale um this one was probably the weakest uh of the whole season however it still had some interesting stuff and it kept me entertained for the most part um i just felt the story was a little uh disjointed uh but yeah i mean not terrible but uh definitely the the week the weakest one all right um my next one uh last week or the week before uh i asked a question in trivia about uh the dawn of the dead remake and i had no idea that james gunn had uh actually written it and that kind of blew my mind and for some reason that made me think of slither uh from 2006 so i decided to rewatch it i saw it uh in the tooth like probably around 2007, 2008, and I hadn't watched it since. Uh, it was over on Prime here in Canada. So this one's written, directed by James Gunn. An alien uh, worm possesses uh, a guy played by Michael Rooker, who most people know from uh, Merle as the, in The Walking Dead, but he's got a bunch of credits to his name, uh, who becomes kind of their, the human host for this uh, parasite. And then the creatures turn uh, other people into zombies, who then merge with Michael Rooker's character and it becomes an entire kind of like crazy uh, experience. Uh, this movie takes a little bit of time to get where it's going a little bit like the last movie I talked about, but in this one, especially once it gets going, holy fuck, it's fantastic. Like the uh, creature effects are super cool. It's gory as hell. Uh, I absolutely love the design of some of the characters in this, especially Michael Rooker's character in his different states as he becomes kind of more uh, intertwined with this uh, Slither character and alien parasite, uh, culminating in just this cool fucking scene at the end, uh, which is just fantastic. There's a scene of a girl who uh, eats herself to death, but she's like, super huge and it's just like this whole thing um one thing i will knock and i heard james gunn also hates this about this film uh some of the cgi effects are pretty bad and that unfortunately does take away from the movie a little bit but overall uh i just fucking adore this film it's an absolute uh, great film that everybody should watch uh, i love that michael rooker's character even though he's kind of the bad guy in this 
uh, you both love and hate him at the same time because he does genuinely like his wife, which is the character that kind of plays on the other end, uh, along with Nathan Fillion. Um, and you kind of feel bad for him, but you kind of hate him. It's just this whole dynamic that I really, really dig. Uh, check it out. Slither from 2006, uh, an absolutely great film that everyone should go see. I agree. I third. I love it. Good stuff. Actually got set up on a date when I went to see that movie. Oh, oh bitch. No. <laughs> movies, movies great though. Yeah. <laughs> Good consolation <laughs> prize. <laughs> yeah. All right. I finally finished The Boy Part 2. Brom, or I think Brahms, <laughs> The Boy Part 2. Something like that. Bra- the Boy Part 2. There you go. Um, Katie Holmes and her English husband and their little boy decide to go to the countryside to get away from uh, some you know, some drama going around in their house. They were actually victim of a home invasion robbery, which caused the boy to stop speaking because he's you know, traumatized, naturally. Uh, so they go to the to the uh, the countryside and rent a little cabin. Um, but lo and behold, the Brahms original house from part one is just up the road or in the forest or whatever it is. So the boy naturally finds Brahms buried in the freaking earth, uncovers them, and then the shenanigans from part one start taking over. Uh, he tells his family that, you know, Brahms has, you know, feelings, don't upset him, things like that. Um, it's terrible, though. Um, the, I guess, twist you want to call it at the end, not to spoil it for people that want to watch it because it's a 2020 release, completely unravels what part one tried to do. And part one has its faults, but it's still a decent movie. Yeah. Um, but the, the twist in part one, which I'll spoil it, is that Brahms isn't alive. It's actually the boy that Brahms is based on lives in the walls, and he's doing all the shit behind the scenes. But in part two, they completely rewrite that. And it's weird because it's the same director. Um, but he completely rewrites that, and now the... Yeah, I won't spoll it. But now that's not the case, but the doll is still doing things, but they don't make any damn sense anymore, especially since the rules were already established in part one. So, boy, part two is is not good. Um, so yeah, there you go. I agree. I watched it too, and I yeah, uh, not not very good. It has some okay stuff in it. I really liked Ralph Innocent's character, um, who <laughs> is the dad in the witch. I thought he was pretty good. I thought he was the best part of the movie. Um, and it had some like decent scares, but yeah, overall, not definitely not a good movie. And the third act is atrociously bad. Like, yeah, it just like we. I thought it was okay up until that part, and then it just completely goes off the rails. Um, and ruins everything. And it did good in the first like two thirds. So yeah. Uh, all right, my last one tonight is a recommendation from Todd, who I believe talked about it just last week. And it is a 1980s humanoids from the deep, a.k.a. monster. Uh, this one is about a uh, small fishing town that is basically being overrun uh, and terrorized by these half-human, uh, half-fish-type creatures. Uh, and I loved this movie. I absolutely loved it. It is going to is going to go down as one of my favorite creature features like i've ever watched that's how much i love this one uh the creatures are they just look awesome in this even though like it's 1980 they're still like cheesy looking clearly just a guy uh, guys in fish suits but the uh 
the uh, design of them is just really cool. Kind of like a creature from the Black Lagoon meets like the Swamp Thing type thing. Um, but it's just like such an entertaining movie. Um, really like just like well acted too. And it has like a pretty, um, even like when the creatures aren't there, I was still pretty interested just by the supporting cast. Um, and the last like half hour of the movie when they all come out and attack um, the carnival or the fair or whatever they're having is just amazing. Um, so I highly recommend this one, uh, Humanoids from the Deep. Killing it with my recommends lately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, because they're good. Yeah. <laughs> just keep keeping coming. Um, so this last one is actually, I'm going to re- uh, talk about four movies in one because I watched the entire uh, series of films pretty much in like two days, I think. And that's over on a, on a service we don't talk about often here on Disney Plus. Uh, oh. I, I watched Oof. the four Halloween Town uh, movies, <laughs> which ran from 1998 to 2006. Um, I should start by saying that I didn't grow up with Halloween Town. I was already in senior high school when the first one came out, so it's not like there's no nostalgia there for me at all. Uh, it's about a girl who, or a family that fig- figures out that they're actually witches and one warlock, and their grandmother lives in a place called Halloween Town, which is uh, where witches and warlocks live to be outside, of, like away from humans, and it's always Halloween there, which is a really cool uh, concept. Uh, so the first one I think is definitely the best one, uh, because you actually get to explore Halloween town and all the cool creatures that live in it. Uh, it's cool to see the different types of monsters that live there. It's kind of like half kind of monsters, Inc type monsters and half kind of human looking monsters, uh, human looking people. Uh, and I thought that was really cool. So I did enjoy the first one. Uh, I did not like the second or third one, however, uh, the second one in particular, uh, there's like a gray, like the Halloween town has basically become like this gray shell of itself. And it's just not fun to watch in any way. There's just nothing about the film that I like. And uh, they the ripped third... off Halloween three. Yeah. Right? No, Don't they, they yeah. all like, yeah, they all yeah. turn into like what they're wearing, the costumes they're wearing. Right. Yeah. Which is actually the best scene in that movie. But everything uh, before that is just kind of dull and boring. Uh, the third one, not too much better. A very kind of teenage film. Now, I understand I'm not the target audience for this, so that's obviously a big thing. But for me, I uh, didn't really have any fun with it. And one of my big problems in the first three is I really dislike the main character, uh, played by Kim- Kimberly Brown, her, whose name is Marnie Piper. I just don't like her acting at all. And that really takes away from me. Now, I was super happy when they replaced her in number four. Uh, because for some reason, I guess the producers agreed that she wasn't that great, and they replaced her with uh, Sarah Paxton, who we talked about lately in uh, our uh, Shark Week episode. I forget which of the movies she was in, but... Uh, Shark Night. Shark Night. Shark Night 3, that's right. And she was also in The Innkeepers and stuff like that. And I thought that was the second best movie. I thought it came a little bit more to form. Uh, you got to see more characters and more creatures, and I really liked it overall. Overall, it's okay. Nothing I would watch every year, uh, for sure. My order would be one, four, three, two, as far as how much I like them. But uh, nothing too special for me. But again, I'm not the target audience. I think this is more geared towards kind of teen, you know, that are getting into Halloween and stuff. So what check it out if you like. Fourth, 
What's the fourth one? Because I know the third one is Halloween Town High, right? Yeah, and that was one of my questions. Goddamn. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the fourth one is uh, Return to Halloween Town. So okay. She, she like goes to university and stuff. Uh, okay. Yeah. I've, yeah. The third. The third one's stupid. I've never seen the fourth one. I've only seen the first three. It's not bad, honestly. It's really, yeah. and I, I way prefer Sarah Paxton in that role. So uh, that definitely worked a lot. And one thing I got to say, uh, the mom is played by the girl who played April O'Neil in the original yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I had a huge crush on her as a kid. So that was definitely a nice surprise. I actually, uh, I actually met her a couple years ago and had her sign a Halloween Town photo for Sam. That's awesome. Yeah, she's a. Yeah. Uh, I would love to meet her. I, I had such a huge crush when I was a kid on her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. My last one is a 2014 release currently streaming on IMDb, IMDb TV, which I didn't watch it on, as well as Shudder, and it's called Spring. Um, it's the same directors that did The Endless, which I know Joe liked. I haven't watched yet. Um, but it's about a young man who's taking care of his mother who's sick and she passes away and he uh, goes into a kind of a tailspin, gets in a fight, hurts a guy, um, the cops are looking for him, so he decides just to take a plane ride anywhere and he decides, decides to go to Italy. Um, he meets up with some, uh, some English guys and they party and then one day he sees this, you know, beautiful Italian girl. He's kind of like a romantic type though and he goes up to her and he's like, hey, let's go on a date, stuff like that. She's like, let's just go bang and he's like, no, I want to date you. And she walks off the next day. He finds her again and he's pretty persistent and she's very standoffish. Um, but eventually she relents and they start dating and things like that. Um, it, I, it's a horror movie, but it's definitely heavy on the romance side. Um, but that does not take away from it at all. I really love this film. Um, it's not really, I won't tell you what it is, but the girl, is hiding a secret that is pretty fucking out there especially when they explain what it is and you kind of got to turn your brain off for that because um, some of the stuff is like completely un unbelievable but that being said it's an excellent movie well acted um, great set pieces cinematography is awesome so spring if you want to see a horror movie that is a love story then you should check this one out and that's all I got to say about that <laughs> all right <laughs> See, uh, Joe, you watched it, right? Yeah, yeah, spring. Yeah, I watched it a, a while back, and yeah, I really, I agree. I really enjoyed it too. I think it's a, uh, I think it's a, a diamond in the rough, a hidden gem for sure. Yeah, definitely. And it's got the chick from Walking Dead. Steve, you probably recognize her. She's the one with the tattoo on her chest in Walking Dead, with like knives and stuff. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. And then the guy from um, the first season of. Uh, you, Benji, who he locks up and kills with the coffee. All oh, right, yeah. He's he's the love interest. Hmm. Uh, anyone else have anything to add? I think that's it for what what. That's all. That's okay. It. That's it. Where are we going? Yeah, we'll go want... Trivia or news? Let's go. Let's go trivia. Trivia. Let's all right. Trivia. Well, bust out those trivia questions, folks. Well, I bust out the scores, because currently we have Sam with 36 points, Joe with 48 points, Steve with 59 points, and Todd with 67 points. We went back to the tapes, and apparently Todd and Steve both got the point last week, as apparently they both answered at the exact same time. 
No, nice. the scores the, the scores are currently correct. They're nice. Who would like to start us off tonight with trivia? I'll go. Well, does, does Sam have any ready? First of all. Yep. Sam. Yep. She's. She was. On, I think she. She was busting them together during our what watch segment. I think. <laughs> no, I was just waiting for you guys to finish talking. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. I'll go. So J- Joe kind of ruined one of my questions, but that's Sorry. okay. Uh, so I'll just switch it up a little bit. <laughs> you guys, you guys ready? Yes. Ready. What's the name of Halloween Town Two? Calabar's Revenge. That's correct. Thank you. It was it was three. My question, but whatever. Two's good. <laughs> oh, okay, that's good. Okay, I'll okay. go next. Do it. Okay, my theme is... <laughs> Farts. <laughs> Silence. Silence. Okay, mine is... <laughs> go ahead and go talk. It's fine. What just happened? All right. All right, ready. Ready. Yes. In the movie Revenge, in the movie Revenge, what area of the world does the boyfriend fuckboy offer to send her to after her friend raped her? Oh. Australia. Eh. France? I don't know. Eh. Paris. That is France. <laughs> I know. I started laughing. Um... Mexico. I'm disappointed in Steve because this is your country, bro. Canada. Sound, really? Uh, yeah. Canada. Yeah. He's like, it's basically LA. I think it says Vancouver or something, but he's like, it's basically LA. Shut the fuck oh. up. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Fuck boy. Great movie. Great movie. Did you movie. see the poster yeah. I got for it? No. No. I'm going to snap it. I got this from a company called Second Side Official. I bought their special edition of it. I'll snap it right now and send it to you. Cool. There it is. Cool. Oh, very nice. Love it, Todd. Thank you. Very nice. Very right. nice. Are you ready? Yes. Yes. Okay, mine are taglines of the movies. Okay. Ooh. Taglines. Okay. It's crazy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's the tagline it's crazy yep oh boy like the movie the poster taglines <laughs> it's crazy is it like crazy with like four Y's? no or just like crazy like <laughs> crazy a few a's a few a's oh like crazy can you crazy give, can you give us a decade yeah oh. like, I might give it away I don't know about that. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not too 80s. 80s. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sheesh. It's crazy. I, I can't think of anything. Then. you got to narrow those hints down, girl. <laughs> Come on, guys. It, well, that... It's crazy. I don't know. No fucking clue. I don't know either. Okay. Narrow it down. I'll throw in another, another clue. All right. 
Mm. Uh, silent, silent I think from here that's not going to be so easy. Um. <laughs> well, at this point, fuck it. We're already like too yeah. close. Fine, ready? Yep. Who got it? It was either Steve or Joe. I got it. I had a brain fart, so I just went. I know. I was like, what's happening? I didn't hear Joe at all on it on my end. I heard I heard both of you gentlemen, so to the tapes. Yeah, to the tapes. Tapes we go, yeah. All right. I have a fucking separate like line for the tapes because it happens so often now. <laughs> the tapes. Okay. To the tapes. My trivia tonight, uh, since we are doing a uh, antebellum, a movie produced by Mr. Jordan Peele. Mm. My trivia is all Jordan is Peele it themed. Is it produced by Jordan Peele? Yes. I don't think so. He's right on the movie poster for it. I never saw it. He says, "From the producer of Get Out." <laughs> Us. No, it's of the producer. It's the producers that produce. No, Jordan Peele produced out. Antebellum. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. I Let's look this check. up. Hold on. Okay. Let's look this up. I mean, I keep Please. I keep finding both that he did that he ha- doesn't have anything to do with it, or it's the people that produce Get Out that produced it. That's why people think. Okay. Produce, that could be wrong. Produced by. Um, definitely not Jordan Peele, buddy. Yeah. Oh, well, that means my trivia is Jordan Peele themed trivia tonight. <laughs> okay. well, you know about Jordan Peele. All right. Well, I was wrong. I thought I thought Jordan. So Jordan Peele had nothing to do with this movie at all. I mean, oh, it's just the producers okay. that produced Get Out. All right. Yeah, well, they then. totally used his name to like sell tickets. I think. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well. All right. So my first question tonight is Jordan Peele. Is currently the narrator for the remake of what famous Twilight Zone. series? Correct. Gosh, I'm having a fucking brain fart today. <laughs> I, it's so funny. I had it in my mind, but I couldn't say it. I couldn't. Me too. It Me too. I couldn't fucking speak. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. All right. Uh, I think I think everyone went right. Yes. Yeah. All right. In Slither, who plays the police station secretary? Mm. Motherfucker, dude. It's been a while. It's been a while. Oh, God. Is it D. Wallace? No. uh, Slither. Damn it. Not fucking D. Wallace. It's the blonde girl, right? She's blonde. Can't tell that. Dirty blonde, maybe. (laughs) You guys want a hint? Sure. Do I get to guess again? If you give hints? Yeah. You get to guess one more time. Got it. She was married to James Gunn at the time of filming. It's not Elizabeth Banks because she's the main actress in it, so it's not her. That's correct. Yes. She's is it really? Main... No, no. She's the main oh. actress. Yeah. yeah. So it's not. No, I just narrowing it down. Right. Not... Married to James Gunn. It's, she's a fucking famous person. What's her That's... fucking name? Oh, she's not an obscure person. That would just mean. <laughs> no, it's like an obvious one. I can't fucking. What is wrong with me? Are you guys give up? No. Yes. No. I'll wait for it to come to me. Wait, I had the poster. Is she on the poster? Let's go. Hold on. Uh, is this kind of cheating if I look at the poster? I don't think she's on the poster. I don't think it's, no. it's from the Screen Factory it, release, so it, it might be. Oh, okay. Well, maybe. But... <laughs> uh, I think time's up here. All right, bastard. 
It's uh, Pam Beasley, Jenna Fisher. Oh. Oh, I was way off then. Never mind. She's not not on the poster, by the way. I just looked. Who's married to James Gunn at the time? Yeah. Well, fuck. My turn? Yep. Yep. Okay. In high tension. Everyone's seen that, correct? Yep. Yep. What does Marie, who's a blonde girl, Mm -hmm. what does Marie do on her friend's guest bed? Masturbate. That is correct. I was trying to say that, but I was trying to think of another way to say it. What's the mean? She loves herself. (laughs) Tenderizes the meat. Oh, that sounds painful. <laughs> I, mean, I don't like it. Me and Exorcist did it. <laughs> All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scream your last breath. I'm guessing this one's from the 90s. Is it from the 90s? Um, I believe so. I'm just confirming. Scream your last... It can't be something as like simple as scream. No. It's not, it's not it's my 2000s. guess. 2000s. Oh, uh, The Descent. Good job! Uh, oh. I, just, I, I just watched it like last week or two weeks ago. Very nice. Alright, Steve. That, that, that was a great film. Okay, it that. is super oh, good. Yeah, it was in, uh, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was in our best of the decade. Me and Todd's best of the decade. I think Sam's right. too was in yours too. I think so. Yeah. I, I think if I had rewatched it before doing the list, it might have snuck in. Yeah. It's just I hadn't seen it in a long time. So. Yeah. All right. All right. Back to my Jordan Peele themed trivia. No, it has nothing to do with Antebellum. Peak cup. Okay. Us was filmed on this famous boardwalk, which was also featured in The Lost Boys. Uh, uh, Santa Monica Pier. Incorrect. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> they say it in the movie quite a lot. Do they? In, in Lost Boys? No, in uh, Us. Us? Santa Clarita. It's not Santa Monica. Oh, you're close, though. Santa Clarence. No. <laughs> Santa, Santa Clara? You guys are close, but no. Ugh. It is Santa Cruz. Oh. Uh, yeah. I'm not good with Californian geography. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. All right. My last question. This one comes to us from uh, Weezerface, so thank you for the question. What song plays at the end of Halloween 2? Mr. Um, Sandman? Which one? No, that's it. Oh, that was remake original, you bastard. No, that's fine. It was Mr. Sandman. <laughs> <Come on, man. laughs> All right. Um, this is kind of a deeper one, but maybe oh. not. No, who knows? In Anaconda. <laughs> What was in the guy's mask to stop him from breathing? An egg? Incorrect. I, I haven't seen in a long time. What did you say? What did you Sam say, Sam? Said, Sam said snake. 
Incorrect. <laughs> Fine, Todd. You're supposed to give yeah. it to me anyway. Answer is snake. That's what Sam just said. I, it's a joke. Cause oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, I quit. Is this mic on? <laughs> Do you have a guess, Joe? I don't. It was a wasp. That was placed in there by the villain. Because he's mean. I never would have guessed it. <laughs> yeah. It's been too long. It's a good one, man. I remember the CGI being bad in like the 2000s when I watched it. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's terrible, but it's <laughs> like a fun, stupid movie. Yeah. I might it's got Ice Cube in it. Yeah. yeah J-Lo. Yeah. All right, John Boyd. Yep. Yes. Last tagline. She's evil, just not high school evil. Oh, Jennifer's body. What? How do you know that? Because oh. that's, that's an easy one. Nah. Yeah. It could be Carrie. Jennifer's body. <laughs> Jawbreaker. It could be disturbing behavior. Could be, but could I. Be well, because I know you love Jennifer's body. So. Fine. <laughs> Alrighty. Last question of the night. Last question for Todd to get a point. As Todd the leader is pointless right now. No pressure. Okay. What is the surname, aka last name, of the family that attempts their sinister plan on Chris in Get Out? Oh, fuck. Armitage! Correct. What was that? (laughs) Armitages. Oh, I have okay. a bonus question. Oh. Armitages. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Random fact, though. Oh. Um, so, like, I get comments on my YouTube channel that I have twins out there in the world, and one of them has been Jordan Peele's wife, Chelsea Peretti. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look her up. But yeah, I know you've, you've told me, about, you you've told me this before, yeah. What's her name? I see it, but what's her name? Chelsea Peretti. Chelsea Peretti. Oh yeah, I see it. You do? Yeah. I'm saying Sam's hotter. Yeah, that's what I said too. Not contest hot, but thank you. It is now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, she's like uh, a comedian, right? Sam also gets Jenna Marbles a lot, and I can see that more. Yeah. Jenna Marbles. That's a YouTuber, isn't it? A YouTuber, yeah. Uh, I see that one a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially when she has like, color, coloring hair and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to compare with this one, two, three, four, five, sixth picture, though, Sam, if we have comparison. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same on your guys' end, but. <laughs> uh, Jenna Marbles? Um, yeah. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. No, said, probably not. <laughs> we'll search Jenna Marbles. He said like the fifth or sixth picture. Yeah. Here, I'll, I'll put it in the chat. Like her, like the, 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 the sixth picture that comes out of Canada is PewDiePie. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> yeah, he had some beef, I think. There you go. <laughs> um, I wish. Fun fact, fun fact, I get people always confuse me with Brad Pitt for some reason. So I'm like, oh. guys, come on, please. <laughs> I don't think Brad Pitt's that cute. What? What? Oh, come on. I don't know. Steve's outraged. <laughs> yeah. Rep is a stud. Steve's pissed. Wait, this Whoa. is off topic. Um, Steve, Steve and Todd, I don't know. 
Did you guys watch? Um, I saw that they put. I forget the fucking name of it, but it's like Amber Heard. She went to court about the thing with her and Johnny Depp, and they put her. Uh, what is it called? Why can't I think of the word? Deposition. Her depo- Her deposition. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a video, and it's really interesting if you watch it. Is that the one where she secretly filmed him? No, yeah, it's like but... they ask her about like um, her. Uh, I can't talk. I'm done. Never mind. Her uh, allegations that she made towards him and all that stuff in it. It's just, I don't know. She's gross. What is she, like, bullshitting? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll have to send it to you. It's really interesting. There's a guy on YouTube who is a... uh, Body language expert. Thank you, Joe. (laughs) And uh, he shows you, like, how she tries to avoid certain questions. And then, like, they show Johnny answering his questions. And it's just really interesting to watch. Steve, did you have to do interrogation classes for your job? Uh, Classified? (laughs) 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 Way to go, Todd. Well, mine aren't. aren't, And they're, like, very interesting. How to get people to talk to you. It's, uh... Manipulate them to, yeah. Yeah, I got you. But not to go completely off subject here, but with the Amber Heard thing, like, but they need to make punishments equal, you know? If a guy, he was blacklisted like crazy for something that wasn't proven, and it's kind of come out, she was fucking psycho. So, but yeah, that's all. Yeah, did you see the pictures she posted? Johnny Depp, like, eating ice cream, passed out, like, ice cream. Yeah, like, we, not all of us have ever done something like that. Seriously, yeah. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. All right, Joe, read them out. <laughs> like David Hasselhoff eating the burger. Oh, his burger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, That's a classic. classic. Oh, that used to be That's Joe every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So after tonight, Sam puts two points on the board. Oh, yeah. You go to 38 points. Joe with four points tonight. Oh, Big Daddy Joe. To 52. Steve, with three points tonight. So I gave me and Steve both a point for that Killer Clowns question. So we'll have to go back to the tapes to see who got the actual point. Um, So we might update it. Uh, But Steve, with 62 points for now. And Todd, standing pat with zero points tonight. 67 points. That one hurts. Steve, closing the gap. Yeah, I'm coming to get you. And Weezer face, I did not use your question this time because I realized I had asked, I had asked it already, like a couple episodes ago. Yes, so thank you. Though. Weezer face also sent me a question which I will use probably next week because I thought she I sent being, me. I thought I was being smart tonight with my Jordan Peele antebellum connection, which clearly I was not. <laughs> yeah, and she also sent me another question that Joe also ruined before the. Oh no! Episode. Sorry. It was um, the the song in Insidious, which you talked about when we talked oh. about Insidious and the questions. I'm like, God damn, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsie. All right. Whoopsies. All right, you guys want to do a little bit of horror trivia before we get into this review? Let's do it. Yeah. Horror trivia. Yeah. Horror news. <laughs> yeah. I'll kick you guys in the You want to do hard, a third round of horror trivia? Let's All do right. It. Not, not a ton of horror news this week. Kind of a uh, quiet. Uh, night on the A Quiet Week on the horror front. But uh, one of the bigger stories that came out is on Stranger Things Season 4. As uh, there has been a production update as Netflix is now targeting filming 
to start on September 28th, which is now just a few days away. Um, so, yeah, so filming will begin. So I guess kind of uh, expect, you know, a later 2021 release for uh, the new season of Stranger Things. So, yeah. They're like 19 uh, so, years old now. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Do you? What do you think? Do you think of? Do you think this will be like the last season, or do you think like they'll just keep going on with them, like even when they're older? It's gotta be, man. Unless they do like college years or some shit. Like, would you watch it? Like with them, like being grown up, like in like mm, college it, years? or like high school? I think the man. I think from them being young. That's good. That's what I was gonna say. I said I feel like it could just it kind of loses the magic at that point, but I mean I don't know. It could be like a fun coming of age thing too. Let's see, you know, like with the high school stuff. So I don't know. We shall see. All right. Uh, next bit of news here is um, all right. This one uh, is for you Halloween Horror Nights fans. I know Steve very disappointed. He wasn't able to make it to Halloween Horror Nights this year as it was officially canceled. However, if you are in the area, they are basically going to do a mini Halloween Horror Nights this year as they have announced two new haunted attractions will be open uh, through select dates. Um, the it is going to be called uh, Universal Monsters, The Bride of Frankenstein Lives, and Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. Um, so the houses will open um, starting this weekend and will go um, until uh, November 1st. So just to give a quick little take on the two haunted houses, um, the first one, The Bride of Frankenstein Lives, um, um, actually, they're not really good uh, descriptions, so I'll just leave it at that. Um, but yeah, those are those two. So two little houses uh, for those of you who live in the area to go and check out who might be wanting their Halloween Horror Nights fix. Uh, all right, uh, next bit of news here is, uh, I wanted to throw this in here just because I found it to be kind of funny. Uh, HBO is developing a new vampire series titled Thirst. Um, they are describing this as a hip-hop vampire uh, drama, uh, whatever that means. Um, but the series tells the story of a brilliant but cocky Atlanta rapper who thinks he's found his way to start him when he links when he links up with hip hop's hottest group, but he has no idea they are hiding a terrifying secret. They are they are a family of vampires with roots going back centuries. Um, so if that's something maybe that interests you, I don't know what do you guys think. Hip hop vampires? I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that silence as a um, resounding pass on that one. Resounding answer. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, and then uh, the last bit of news tonight. Like I said, a, a pretty quiet week on the front, but I wanted to throw this in there for those of you who may have uh, children or just people who like stuffed animals in general. As Build a Bear has announced for Halloween season, they are doing. Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein bears. Um, so pretty cool. Uh, you know, they actually look really fun. So, you know, if you get the kitties or something, you can take them out there, do that. Or, I don't know, Sam, is that something you would want to go and do for a Halloween activity? You going to take me? Sure. Then yeah. You want to go stuff a bear? We'll stuff a bride and a Frank. 
pretty cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's all I really got. But I know Steve had something really quick too, I believe. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about about this news that was over on Dread Central. Uh, so Pet Cemetery actress, which was Amy Simitz, I might be butchering that. Sorry. Uh, wants to remake Stephen King's Stand By Me with preteen girls. Um, so this is a trend that we've been seeing a little bit over the last few years where they're taking uh, established films and just remaking it with essentially women or something like another gender or another you know, race or whatever it is. And I, I kind of have an issue with it, um, which I want to discuss with you guys, especially Sam uh, being a woman. Uh, I feel that there can be so many original films that can be made with women that can be awesome. I just don't see the point of remaking a film and switching up the gender or race just for the sake of it. Um, and that's something that I just feel is, is weird. Like, I would watch women in films all day long. I really love, uh, like, films that have women. That's not my problem, is that why take films and just remake them with women? It just or men, if, you know, if it was reversed, uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. So I'm just curious what you guys think about it. Do you think it's stupid? Do you think it should be done? I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, what was, what was the show that they were going to remake for the CW where it was based on the boys, but they were going to change it for girls? What was the, that? The Lost Boys. They were going to turn okay, the Frog yeah. Brothers. So that's what, yeah. this makes me think of that. Um, I'm with you, Steve. Like, I don't need to have just, I don't, I don't want to remake that is based on females instead of males. Like, I don't feel like I need that to feel represented. I would rather have like a new story um, rather than just like, I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of pointless, especially I haven't seen Stand By Me all of it, I don't think. So I don't really know what it's about. I just know Joe's told me it's like a coming of age movie when I feel like there are plenty of girl coming of age movies. Um, but I mean, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't think it's necessary. Um, you know, why not just make a, why not just do that movie, but not called stand by me, I guess. Like, you know, like I said, there's plenty of like great coming of age girl movies. The one that really comes to my mind is now and then. Yeah, uh, that's which exactly I, what I, was I really love that one, which is basically the boy, like the girl's version of Stand By Me, I feel like in a lot of ways. Um, so like, why not just do something like that? Like, I, I feel like if you're going to do it just for the sake of, you know, reversing the gender roles, it's just kind of like, you know, just the, it's pointless, like just remake it with, you know, the same sex. I'd be like going and doing the craft and making it like male, like males instead of females. Like why? Like why? Like like just what's make the a point? new story. Like you know? people yeah. would still want to watch it. I would think. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's like uh, necessary. Yeah, and now I, I get the flip side of it too. Uh, just to play devil's advocate, sure. uh, there aren't a lot of stories written for women. You know, there are far, far, far more stories written for men. So that could play into it, I think, a little bit. Uh, and that's something that I think society needs to be better at is to write stuff for, you know, different uh, genders and different races and different religions and stuff like that. So there's more representation. Uh, I just don't think this is necessarily the way it should be where they're remaking stuff, just switching the genders. I think there's, there, there should be more push on making original content and giving them their own 
mm-hmm. I think. And again, it's nothing against women. Like you said, if they remade the craft with men, I'd be just as confused and, you know, I think just as pointless. It's just, right. it makes no I sense mean, to me. Yeah. I mean, I think a good example is Ghostbusters. Like, obviously that had its own, you know, uh, big thing when it came out. And I mean, I think there was a lot of sexism involved when that one happened, but uh, it just, it didn't work. Like, I didn't care that they turned it into women, but that was not a good movie. And, uh, you know, I, I just think you're already setting yourself up for failure in a lot of ways too, when you do switch the gender roles of a famous or a classic movie. Um, so, yeah. You just got to ask yourself, does it add anything to the plot if they have a dick or a vagina? Like, usually not, I would say. No, I mean, um, it, change, it changes the tone of the movie, but... No, I know that, but does it make, like, is, oh, it's a better film because they're girls? Like, not necessarily. Yeah, no, no, definitely yeah. no. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think Steve hit on it, too. I, I agree with everyone. Um, but I always find it, like, annoying where they're, like, they'll blame Hollywood or whatever you want to say for well we don't have enough women directors or black directors or whatever um okay then become a director you know what i mean like just go out and do it stop trying to it just seems like lazy filmmaking like make your own story um it's not there's nothing wrong with it being a a a guy cast you know what i mean plus i want to see charles charlie's angels with guys i'm calling for it someone needs to make it happen who would you cast oh i'm going all young heartthrobs on from uh, somewhere, somewhere on the CW. Okay, I wouldn't even know. I don't know like any young, like, <laughs> handsome actors right like, <laughs> in Hollywood right now. Yeah. Let's go, Tom Tommy Holland, Spider Man. Oh, okay. okay. I like it. Um, Shia LaBeouf. Shia too old now. Shia's too old. He's too yeah. old. Maybe he can be the bad boy one, like the slightly older one. The Charlie's Angels that came out when we were young, they were probably in their 30s. Yeah, that's true. Like Drew Barrymore, uh, Cameron Diaz, and Lucy Liu. Yeah, they were probably all in their... Yeah, you're right. They weren't young. Yeah. All right. You can still kick ass when you get old. Hello, Golden Girls. Am I right? (laughs) Yeah. I'm actually re-watching that series right now. Wow. I love it. Jeez. That show has really had like a... uh, Quite a renaissance within the last few years. What? The I'm not really sure why, but I, I love this man. Yeah. Well, I mean, the I fucking Ro- Rose I, character. I used to watch it all the time. <laughs> like, now they have fucking uh, action figures for them and, like, puzzles and t-shirts. And... Yeah. Dang. It's, it's got, well, I, I think it's the whole Betty White thing that yeah. uh, spawned that. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great show. Like, I know it's not horror. I don't want to talk about it too long, but... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely enjoying it. Um, and just one last thing, just to what Todd said. I, I think the problem is that the publishing companies and the distributors are all people who like shy away from taking risks and uh, you know putting forward movies that are from other genders and other races. And I think that's you just need to have like a change in the system. You know, like Harvey Weinstein was a, one that finally fell, but I think there are a lot more Harvey Weinstein's out there unfortunately, that are kind of bringing it down. But like now with all these services, Shutter and all these, you know, YouTube, even everything, I think there's more of an opportunity. So it's going to be nice to see movies come out and stuff that have more representation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, though, 
and indie, I was just gonna say, and, and indie filmmakers in general, like, are finally, like, getting a bigger voice out there with all these streaming services. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, you're gonna get change on those smaller ones, you know, maybe different, like a lot more color. It, it's you can only watch so many Avengers movies. As much as I like those myself, there's only enough room for that. And that's you know its own niche. But um, no, I was gonna say, if unfortunately. A lot of the films that like they they'll tout like um, oh all women stories or whatever for example uh, what is it XX Joe oh yeah <laughs> or something it's it's just terrible yeah. and like don't the, don't don't put that stuff like as your flagship like develop it put money into it and then like say it's next best thing don't don't pedal that trash though you know what I mean it just sets you back it's like when females try out for the NFL and they do one of the worst trouts of all time don't just anybody go out there like really dedicate yourself to it do the research do the work and then then you know take your shot right antebellum let's do it (gasps) there she is guess what daddy is going to get you dressed for school today we are descendants of the gods This land was always ours, but we must never relent. We're nowhere and everywhere. You're from Virginia, right? I can tell you're special. We are the future. You. You're not like the others. I'm coming! Whoever you were before, that's over. spoil this pretty early but we'll give you guys a spoiler warning as always but um you know this description kind of spoils it too i was gonna say i really don't think you can discuss this one without spoiling it so i would just say if you want to check this out i would probably tune out now and come back to this review when like after you've seen it all right so spoiler warning starting now all right so imdb states Successful author Veronica Henley finds herself trapped in a horrifying reality and must uncover the mind-bending mystery before it's too late. 
so the the film starts off with a, a plantation uh, where obviously you know black people are are slaves and they're mistreated by um, you know the slave owners. In this case, it's the part of the Confederate army. Um, you know, brutalized, tortured, branded, raped, all terrible things. Um, that's about you know the first 35, 40 minutes of the movie where it completely flips and does a 180 and it's suddenly modern day. Um, with the same characters, just in the modern day setting, no hardships, you know, completely like pretty well off, you know, famous author and things like that. Um, I don't know, man. It's a kind of a tricky one to discuss. You just want to jump into it or what? I don't know how to phrase this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. Like, um, like where we start? Where do you want to start? With, I guess this is like a one that is. Uh, there's a lot going on with this one. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't think we need to talk about the slavery first part. Uh, we, I think we all agree it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think where it lost me, and I was thinking more like, oh, this is kind of like, you know, 12 Years a Slave or something like that. Not horror at all, but just terrible, you know? And then it goes to modern day, and I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I, if, if you've ever played the, the games Assassin's Creed... Uh, it's pretty much the plot is you can live through your ancestors by hooking up to a machine and you can go back in their bodies and experience what they went through. So I'm like, is it like that? And oh my God. Was... I, I thought the exact same thing watching the movie. <laughs> I'm like, like at the beginning, right when it did that, yeah. I'm like, man, this is a better Assassin's Creed movie than the Assassin's Creed movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it was, Definitely. Uh, yeah, unfortunately it doesn't go that way. No. And then I just, I thought, the modern day shit was very like preachy and not trying to be on the nose. It's just very on the nose, like in your face. Like, I don't know. It it was just very, very weird. I don't know if you guys got that vibe too. Mm -hmm. Um, well, let me just start. I'll I'll just start off with like my initial, I guess, thoughts, uh, on the movie. Uh, so I was very excited for this movie when I heard, I remember we were, God, I think it was sometime last year we saw the trailer for it in theaters and, um, you know, they made it look like this really, like, interesting, dark, you know, like, psychological-type horror movie uh, in the trailer. So I was super excited for it. I even had mentioned it a few times on this podcast that it was one of my most anticipated movies of the year. Um, And, of course, the pandemic happened. It does not come out in theaters and it gets the home uh, video release treatment for 19.99, like you know, Invisible Man and stuff like that. So, um, you know, we popped it in, decided to watch it, and uh, I was quite surprised. This was not the movie I was expecting at all. Uh, I would go as far to say this is not even a horror movie. Um, real life horror, for sure, of course. Like, you know, slavery is terrible. Um, and just the, the stuff that we see in this movie is terrible. Sure. It's, it's, it is real life horror. However, it's just not a horror. That does not make it a horror movie. Um, so, and I was just, you know, 40 minutes, once we hit that 40 minute mark, um, I was like, yeah, I had to like completely change my thought process on this movie. I'm like, this is not going to be a horror movie. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was definitely disappointed, uh, in that aspect i don't however i don't think it's like a bad movie um i just think it was super mismarketed um i just 
you know, I, I think honestly, this movie would have benefited better from better marketing. I, I think a lot of horror fans are going to go into this expecting to see a horror movie and you really do not get a horror movie. Um, and I, I feel like it's, I don't know, kind of like a, a, a bait and switch type move by the, uh, the, the, the film, the directors or whoever's decision it was to, you know, I mean, this is listed as a horror movie on IMDb and, you know, all the trailers made it seem like a horror movie. So, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as positives, I, I thought the cinematography was great. And uh, I'll leave it at that for now. Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Witch. okay. laughs> um, so just like Joe said, this was my... I was really looking forward to The Lodge and also this movie. Those were like the two movies that I continued living life. I was like, I can't wait to see them. Um, and I know I always say, don't have high expectations, people. Don't build it up. Take it for what it is. I know I always say that. But <laughs> I knew the twist within she, she, minutes that did. we started watching Sam this movie. Sam literally said to me. It was like it, in the first Like literally eight five, minutes. like five, ten five minutes, minutes in the movie. I think, yeah. And I was like, what? I was like, you think? I was like, and I was like, so I was like, where the hell would you come up with that? And she fucking called it instantly. Yeah. I felt bad. I told Joe, I was like, sorry, I freaking ruined that. <laughs> but I could, I could just tell because, uh, how do I say this? Like, you could tell that the women, they were from today's time. Like the way. It looked just, like modern. Do what? They looked modern. They looked modern. They talked modern. The the slave the slave owners, not all of them were in the same period. I guess you could say like some of them were talking in today's tone. Some of them weren't. Like you could tell that it just something wasn't right. And then I was like, I was like, I feel like yeah. I don't know. I ju I just could tell the tone of it. I was like, okay, this is what it is or whatever. Um, I feel like it, I mean, um, what am I trying to say? I feel like it had a lot of potential and like Joe said, like it is real life horror because there are people still that there are people that would want to do that. I'm just going to say it. There's people that would oh, yeah. want to reenact slavery and do all of that bullshit. So it is real life horror. Um, it, but besides it, besides that, I felt like it did have a lot of potential to have like a really cool story. I don't know if maybe I was just expecting too much because I really loved Get Out and I don't want to compare them because they're both going to be like, oh, it's a black horror film or whatever. Um, but I just felt like they could have done so much more with it. Like it was really moving with seeing how they were treated obviously like it was really sad and gut-wrenching and everything but i just felt like they missed a lot of that with the modern time when veronica was like living in veronica's world not eden's world um as far as like the cinematography was really beautiful i really loved the score of the movie um that's definitely one i would want to get on record um i thought I don't know. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I pretty much agree with all of you uh, in what you're saying. Uh, definitely not a horror film. 
which is super marketed as, as a horror film. Uh, I hadn't watched the trailer since we first did it, so I didn't remember that the trailer showed a lot of modern day stuff. So I was kind of surprised when that came up. Um, but as I I watched the trailer to put it into this episode, and holy shit, like it pretty much spoils the whole thing. But if you really watch the trailer carefully, uh, I feel this work would have worked better as a Twilight Zone or Black Mirror episode than as a full length feature film. Uh, it did drag at some points, and my big issue with it is that there are a lot of things... It's like they had a good message, but they didn't execute it correctly. It's like they're trying too hard. And there's some of it that just felt too far-fetched. One character uh, played by Gabourey Sabide, uh, which was the girl who played in Precious there. I I think she was Dawn. She was Uh, the worst. uh, Yeah, like and she's a great actress. I've seen her in the film. But it feels like her character was a fantasy of what a woman would want to be like rather than an actual human being. Like I didn't believe her character at all. Uh, no. That whole fucking dinner scene felt so far fetched so, to me. I have a big problem with that dinner scene. What does it add to the movie? Like at all? It, like, it adds their agenda. Right. It, like it, yeah. it adds nothing to the movie, the storyline. It doesn't help progress it literally. I mean, I understand it's a stepping stone for her getting. Um, I mean, we haven't even mentioned like the big twist in this. The big twist in this movie, obviously, is that you know these people on the plantation have been kidnapped in modern times and are basically forced in. You know, they're basically modern day slaves um, being reenacted at a civil war uh, reenactment place, which we find out later on in the movie. But. Uh, it's just like I understand that was a stepping stone to showing um, Janelle Monae's character being kidnapped, but you could have re- did that in a five-minute scene rather than this half-hour dump in the middle of the movie. Um, you know, showing you know Janelle Monae at home with her family and stuff. That all could have been done in a five or ten-minute thing. It was just like so much filler that was completely unnecessary. 100% agree, and I, I think that stuff was just thrown in there to get their agenda across, you know, not trying to be racist or anything, but it seemed that they were trying to, like, show the white privilege stuff a little bit, like, well, my hotel is terrible, well, they're fine with me, and they gave her that look, like, because you're white, and like, okay, like, she's obviously one of the love characters to these women, she doesn't mean it like that, you know what I mean? And then Jenna Malone's character, I think, yeah. was like comical like comical she was like if they it's like when you ask a kid hey what's an evil person look like and and act like oh they would describe that like who is she like who are these people that was another massive problem i had this movie this movie needed more backstory like there there, there's nothing there to tell me why these so are we to just believe these people are just modern day racists like hardcore racists and they decided to start this civil war they like built this civil war place, I guess. Like, and I, th- I think the guy she was arguing with, Joe, was a part of it on the news that she punked. Yeah, I think he I, was the father to the Jenna Malone character, if I if I read it right. Yeah, like he was a Senate being re uh, going into reelection again, which. Mm-hmm. I'm with Joe. Like, I missed that whole part. Like, I didn't pay attention to her dad being the senator. Um, mm. I just knew. Jenna Malone's character, she was hunting for Veronica right. because her dad wanted her 
so I just knew it was Jenna's Jenna Malone's character and her dad. But I like I had to look it up of like who these people were because I didn't get it either, and I felt like there was a lot missing with why and who they are, yada yada yada. And then I saw like all this stuff about him being the Senate, and I'm like, I did not see any of that. I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention. It was glossed uh, over. Yeah. And, and you know, more more scenes that didn't add anything to the story, like her doing yoga. Like, what was the point of that? Well, no, at the end, that's how she escapes, right? She does that yoga move mm-hmm. over what his yoga? body. Oh, give me a fucking break. <laughs> Are you serious? That's I the mean, worst yeah, fucking right? thing. Yeah, right? I mean, that's the only reason it's thrown in there. That is dumb as fuck. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, and that, th- th- that's kind of my big problem with this movie is that I found the the writing lazy. Um, like you guys were talking about the dinner scene, you know, they're giving him the bad table and the waiter like assumes mm-hmm. that they want they don't want the champagne they want prosecco it's just like it's really? just so like get out you know i hate to compare the two but sh- showcased racism subtly you know yes. it was both right. in your face but also subtle we know what fucking racism looks like we don't need it like pointed out drawn and you know this and is what racism people don't know what it looks like steve so no, no it, it was uh, this one is just too like ham-fisted yeah. too i, I don't know it, I gotta say, I think it is fair to compare this movie to like Get Out uh, and Us because there are similarities. Obviously, there's big similarities between this one and Get Out because you have black people being kidnapped uh, in both movies, and the fucking poster of this movie says from the producers of Get Out and Us. <laughs> so I think it's very fair to compare the two. It is, uh, like you guys, you know. Yeah. Um, so and. Let's be honest. This movie is not a Get Out or even an Us. Um, get out, this get is a out big. This, this movie is a big step down. I, I, I hate I, to say it. Like I even wanted to watch it another time before we reviewed it because I was like, I just I don't know. Janelle Monet. She is an incredible actress, though. She did so. I thought she did an amazing job on this movie, but it's just she was good. Yeah. It's the whole. I, it's just they were missing so much. Yeah, it was a good idea, but really uh, weak execution, um, I think, for sure. And, I mean, let's be honest, this isn't the most, this isn't even an, an original, uh, super original idea, because I was telling Sam, I was like, it reminds me a lot of, like, The Village, in a lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would, would it have made a better, uh, made more sense if the beginning of the, in the middle of the movie was the beginning of the movie, instead of jumping back and forth and trying to mislead you in what the plot was? I think it would have been better, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. But then yeah. I also... Then you would have been like, yeah, you would have been like, is this a nightmare? Is she? Yeah. Did she travel back in time? Is there a... Um, what am I trying to think of? Like a... Not possession, but... Um, supernatural? Supernatural, yeah. thank you. Is there some kind of supernatural factor to this movie? I think it would have been better. Yeah. They were trying to be too smart for their own good, I think. It, it, yeah. it was too dark. Yeah, and what was with that like little girl like kind of haunting her in the halls? If none of this is supernatural, was it just a little girl acting to freak her out? Like, what it's the fuck just, was that about? It's <laughs> just creepiness for creepiness' sake, man. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's like yeah, just, that's like the one sure we get that horror. They tried to throw in here. Yeah, yeah make yeah. sure we put that in the trailer uh, type of scene. You know, right? Uh, yeah, and I, that I, yoga move too. The yoga yeah. move is in the trailer, and you're like, oh shit, you spider walk, and what's this like? Shit <laughs> right. Mode? Guys, it's just a yoga move to get out of bed. Uh, right. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking Yeah, and did, um, did you guys feel, so you guys were talking about Jenna Malone's character. 
And they kind of set her up at the end as kind of the big bad of the film. But mm-hmm. I didn't feel that way at all. I thought Captain Jasper was the yeah. big bad of the film. And they disposed of him so quickly yeah. <laughs> that it was kind of like, Ugh, that's it? Yeah. Like, uh, I always thought I always thought he was the one running the show, honestly, more than... I mean, I know, like, obviously she was, like, the one running the show. But, like, he always was the one that was the more imposing one to me. And, like, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like... Man, are you trying to tell me like no one ever crossed that no trespassing line? Mm. <laughs> like, was like, hey, what's over That's here? That's another one of my gripes. <laughs> like, they're, they're you can hear the uh, fake uh, pyrotechnics, so they're very close, and like right. no one's escaped before. It's not like they, they don't have electrified vents or anything. They have one guy and a horse. Mm-hmm. Like, it's you just it, they ask you to do too much in this movie. Right. And okay, here's another question I have. Why? So this is modern day, right? Mm-hmm. They all they know they know if we can escape, we can get out of here. Why wouldn't they have all banded together and did it? I think that's how the movie should have went. Why was Janelle Monet like the hero? Why couldn't all of the uh, you know these quote unquote slaves band together and like escape together? I think that would have been a better movie, honestly. Like it, it, that's that's part of their lazy right. Mm-hmm. because they're they're attempting to make powerful you know black characters which naturally you should but then when it came to a moment where yeah joe you could have had like let's band together mm-hmm. rise up to they all were basically sheep and they're they, especially that one girl she's like i know you can get us out of here or whatever the one girl that killed herself mm-hmm. so they they missed yeah completely missed the opportunity there to have a united front against racism which is i think what they're going for i don't really know but right. they could have done that it would have been a lot better film or right. Don't even have any modern day shit. Put it all in the past. Have some horror elements, and then still have the the strong black cast. I think that would have been a great film. Mm-hmm. Um, with Todd bringing up that girl who killed herself, do you think? I don't, and I don't know what I would do in that position. But I just, I don't know. Is it was it realistic that she killed herself so fast and giving up so quickly? Like, she had know. just gotten there. Some people are just weak-minded. Like Yeah, but I, I think she lost her baby and all that stuff. I oh, think. yeah. So, I, I, I kind of bought that part. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about her losing her baby. Yeah, I think that was... It was more that, I think, than anything else. Uh, was that the most poorly planned escape ever, though? <laughs> uh, Jeez. It, it's, it's like if you watch the Shawshank Redemption and he, he dug halfway through the hole, he's like, well, now what? <laughs> like, I don't know what to do from here. So, Shit, I didn't just, get a poster for my hole. Yeah, because like she didn't she didn't know about that phone uh, gonna was yeah. gonna be there and stuff. It's just I don't know the whole and the other guy who was uh, with her, Eli, uh, kind of pointless. Like I thought he'd be a big part of the story, and like you said, like the two of them would kind of you know have this uprising with all of the slaves, but he gets killed pretty easily, and then that's the end of him. Like it's just uh, so many things in the movie just didn't didn't make sense to me. It's yeah, yeah, there's a, definitely a lot of plot holes. Uh, I mean, what do you guys think of like the very ending? With uh, I know I've seen a lot of people criticizing the slow motion on the horse. Um, I don't know. I didn't mind that as much personally. Um, but do you think they needed like more to that ending? Like I know a lot of people said they wanted to see um, her being reunited with her family or something like that. I, I don't think you needed anything extra. Really, yeah. the movie had already lost it. Right. Um, but another like turn your brain off is they're absolutely under zero guard. Like she sleeps in a bed with a dude. 
the other slaves are just hanging out at night, just fucking walk off. Mm-hmm. There, there's no way that they're going to catch you, like zero. So I, it, it just, it just, it just asks you to do so much, like I said, and then her being able to do a short five minute, you know, horse ride into like normal people. Mm-hmm. And another thing too, like if you were in this situation, you would say like, I want to go back home or why'd you fucking take me? You wouldn't be bullshitting around saying other stuff. You know what I mean? So like the dialogue for the slaves didn't make any sense, especially when the girl that killed herself was pleading with the guy. She would be like, can you please just get me out of here and take me home? You're not like them, you know? Instead of implying that he was a Confederate soldier, you know? Yeah. I don't know, it's dumb. <laughs> I don't know. So definitely not a horror movie. No. No. Uh, no, not at all. I mean, I guess what... what actually, isn't that one of our questions? Isn't that our question, Steve? Yeah. Yeah, so the one question we did get is from Kaylee says, if it's not a horror movie, what genre or subgenre is it classified as? Well, okay, well, I have a question to go on top of that. Because if you say it's not horror, like, what in it would have made it for you guys to be like, yeah, it is horror? So, I would categorize, first, I would categorize it as, like, a drama slash thriller, I guess. Which I don't even know, it's even tough to say it's a thriller. Um, But, I mean, I guess the kidnapping and stuff, you know, is how you would categorize it as a thriller. So, I guess, like, a drama, drama, thriller. Um... What would make it a horror movie for me is, I don't know, honestly. Like, I guess just the tone has to be, like, a lot darker. Like, I, I mean, like, I don't even, like, obviously the, 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 there's a lot of darkness in this movie. But I just mean, like, you need, like, maybe, like, maybe, like, even, like, a, like, a rape, like, well, there are some rape scenes in this one. Yeah, I'm like, it's I, kidnapping. I, I, I mean, it's real life horror. being tortured. Ho- it's, it's real life horror, absolutely. You're being raped. But, I, I, you know, I don't know. It's, I, I, I mean, just... you wouldn't call 12 Years a Slave a horror movie, and it's basically the same thing. They got kidnapped yeah. from their families, too. Right. But I it's guess just... the, the que- I, I pose the question, why is Last House on the Left considered, like, a horror movie? When it's, like, similar, where it's, like, a rape revenge tale well but there's that's the thing is like you're like i'm afraid of home invasion of someone coming in in my safe zone and Mm -hmm. raping me and killing me where in these like times that that is something that black people are facing is that is like no yeah of course that they're facing of course um i don't know but i mean i've i've asked it like on other movies too is it's like what's that one thing that could have been sprinkled in a little bit more for it to be horror. Yeah. So. I, I don't know. For me, it's just like, I don't know. It's just something in my brain. Like when I was watching, I was like, this just yeah. isn't a horror movie to me, you know? Um, maybe because it's would, dealing with like, curious. I don't know. Yeah. I, I would say drama slash crime history, kind of. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And I, I would make I, it as psychological drama. But. Yeah. And I, I completely agree yeah. with what Sam said. Hundred percent. It's just I also what Joe just said too. It just didn't yeah. click with me as a horror. I was just curious. Yeah, like I wouldn't. Like I, yeah, I don't know. This is tough. Like it's tough. Like if we ended up loving this movie, would we have had it though in our like top ten list for horror? I wouldn't. No. I, I thought about it and no. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't have that issue. But <laughs> if. Yeah. Uh, if it were going to have that issue, I thought about that. And um, no, I, I just don't think this is 
a horror film. You know, I mean, and their own reason we're reviewing it is because it's presented so heavily as a horror film. Right. And which the marketing really is what disappointed because I'm not like I'm not knocking it for not being a horror film. Yeah. I'm just pointing out that the marketing is so misleading and making us think it's a horror film. That's and that's why we're reviewing it ultimately. Right. If you watched it separately, not even thinking it was a horror film, would you? Do you think our opinions would have been no different? Well, no, I was gonna say, like, I, I don't think this is like a terrible movie. Yeah. Like, I, I don't like, I, but I don't. It's not a great movie either. Like, yeah. it's, it's. Uh, uh, I don't think my opinion would change too much, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. honestly. I I think mine would. Um, we're, we're gearing, I mean, we have to review it as a horror movie and it's not, um, but my, my main issue still with it is not the beginning or end. It's the middle and all the modern shit. Like, I think if you remove that, yeah. just keep it in the plantation. Yeah. I, I think you got a good, some, like a good foundation there. And because the bad shit for me was like the in your face racism, like the, Hey, they're, they're bad here. We'll show you another scene where they're bad. You know, like, okay, we understand. We get it. And that was all in the middle. So, like, take that out, and I think we got something good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you on that one. Yeah. I, I don't remember watching the trailer, honestly. Yeah, we did we a while them. back. Or did I think, yeah. I'm glad I didn't rewatch it, though, because it does spoil a lot of it. Yeah, so. I, I didn't rewatch <laughs> it either, um... But it was so funny. The trailer did pop up on TV, and we saw the end of it, and Sam's like, that's the end of the movie. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. I was like, watch, that's going to be the yeah. end. And she was yeah. right. What, the horse thing? Like, when she she's, like, setting them on fire or whatever. She's, like, holding the fire yeah. or whatever. But, that's, that's cool another scene. thing. Like, no, yeah, one, like cool. no one smelt those burning bodies. Yeah, there's, seriously. There's, there's <laughs> like, no no one there. That's, that's the whole point. It's like, there's no guards. <laughs> Well, yeah, and that's but, but yeah, just people... like how you're saying, like if 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 no one woke up to the uh, guys being burned, could no one really have like ran out of the woods? Like, so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely so. There's some big plot holes in this one for sure. Like, I mean, I don't think they knew they were on a. Yeah, I mean, of uh, course, you, when you're war reenactment, you don't know that it's like yeah. just right up around the corner or whatever. Right. So you're. I get that, but I just mean with the guards and the sound and yeah. And my other question is: Was this play Antebellum? Obviously, is the name of the Civil War reenactment place. Um, was that built specifically for this reason, or was it already there? And then they're like, "Hey, let's like." They probably built a, built upon it. I'd imagine. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, uh, most hated character for you guys. I mean, I guess the that main evil dude. I'm going with the sergeant that was acting nice, and then oh did yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, yeah. And I, know. I had hope. With yeah. Him. Fuck that guy, with his weak ass character. Right. <laughs> You're, it, it, it's it's a fucking dark movie, man. They're kidnapping him and raping him and yeah, yeah, enslaving them. But man, I just missed it. But Steve, you're yeah. They had a great idea. They just mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I was they they have a they had a great idea. It's just executed poorly. Yeah. Uh, my most hated like do you mean hated by oh that character is an asshole or hated no, by whichever one the movie like you despised like bad person. 
Okay, yeah, because the most hated character for me was Dawn because she was so unreal, but not in a hate, like, oh my god, despicable. Uh, I really hated Captain Jasper. Uh, just, it was like overly the top and just such an asshole. Um, the only redeeming factor to me, and we talked about this offline before, is he kind of reminded me of Todd, like the face. <laughs> uh, not not, the, not the, like the character, but the way he looked. I thought if Todd had that get up, he'd probably look exactly like that. <laughs> uh, so that's here, boy. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't hear you guys talk about like the Janelle Monet though. Like, did you like oh, her? She, she was great. Like that was Fantastic. the one probably biggest uh, positive in this film is actually her and the guy who played Eli. I thought were two yeah. great actors and two great characters. And I wish the the guy that helped her to escape and then die. Oh, you got stabbed. Uh, I thought he would be a big part of this. And I was really like sad when like he went to the thing and he saw the cross and the ashes. And I thought he'd have a bigger role. And I was really looking forward to that. And they kind of dropped the ball, but their performances were great. And that's, I think the best part of this film. Yeah. Well, I think we discussed missed opportunities. So do you guys want to give a final, final uh, rating there? Yes. And also I want to mention, uh, I want to mention this is the director's, uh, first, first movie. It's well, their, their no. feature length. I think it's their first feature length movie. I think it's two directors, if I'm not it's mistaken. Two, yeah. yeah. And I believe this is their feature length. So I think, uh, you know, they have a lot of room to improve for sure. And uh, yeah. I'll check out what they did next. Um, Definitely. Yeah. But yeah, um, I think I said everything basically I wanted to say with this one. Uh, so I'll just give my rating. And I'm going to give this one a six. I'm um, gonna be a bit lower. I'm gonna do a five point two five. Five point two five. Yep. Yeah. Sam, what'd you do, Joe? Six. Six, because I I don't oh, think I don't, it's don't a bad to movie. All right. I said it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna do a six point five. And uh, I'm right there with Joe at six. Uh, despite spending most of the podcast uh, c- complaining about all the issues it had, overall, I think there were some parts of it that I liked. And uh, I did see a glimmer of a good movie in there. It's just, it was poorly ex- executed, unfortunately, which is why it was low. But uh, yeah, I think a six is fair. I believe uh, it's being panned by most critics, too. It is. So. I don't. I don't think we're uh, we're the minor in the minority here on uh, this. Yeah, no, but box uh, is tearing it up. Yeah, I, I read the IMDb reviews, and the thing is, like us, we reviewed it as a film, whereas mm-hmm. if you read all the reviews, it's political on both ends. Yeah. So it's either ten or one. There's like no yeah. middle. So and because you know of real life stuff, but we're actually reviewing it on the basis of its own merits of as a film, not as right. a political statement. So. I think reviewers need to stick to the movie and not you know, all the stuff around it. Right. Which is uh, another reason, honestly, I'm kind of surprised it was marketed the way it was. Cause I feel like with like the political climate now, I feel like this movie could be like even bigger than it is like not marketed as a horror movie. Yeah. I'm wondering that too. I think it's a little bit too current to be honest with you. I think yeah. things need to relax and, Calm and it won't be as deci- and then people can just watch it as a movie, not you know, right. get their politics into it. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, if if we're reviewing it, my my score is based on it being a, a misleading title slash it's not a horror movie. 
But if I watched this just as a drama, I'd be right with you guys at a six around there. But as like a yeah, we're meant to watch a horror movie. It's I stand by my five point two five. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I don't think we can recommend this one, can we? Since it's not a horror movie. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like as a horror movie, absolutely not. If you're if you're right. a movie, no. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's a fine one-time watch. Like otherwise. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, I I'd, I'd recommend watching it one time. No, I wouldn't pay for it twenty bucks. Like no, I wouldn't pay on VOD like like we all no. did, but. I would, uh, def- if you see on like Shutter or Prime or whatever or down the line, maybe to check it out. Yeah, it's a perfect Prime Netflix watch. Yeah. Not yeah. 20 bucks, absolutely not watch. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next week we're letting the listeners uh, pick a movie. So we're going to have a post sometime this weekend. So just write in what you think we should watch and we're going to. Yeah evaluate and pick one of those and review it next week so yeah i'm kind of excited to see where people are going to go with it what if we have like 35 entries though we'll have to decide yeah we'll have to decide or we'll we'll do something we'll we'll we'll, or we'll we'll be ones that we've actually reviewed maybe just if someone missed it or not yeah but you can p uh send us you can send a pm over on our instagram or you can on facebook or you know wherever but we're also we'll also put up a post on our social medias as well and and i'm also curious if you guys uh if you guys can to tell us why you picked the movie you did like what's the reasoning behind like Like, i know like we want to know more about you guys come on yeah and we'll read some of the best ones on the show next week yeah yeah that's a good idea all right nice well thank you for listening bye bye bye